This episode is brought to you by Shareability, a social content company that makes videos people actually want to watch. They work with brands and influencers to create content that explodes across the web through social sharing and organic discovery. For years, Shareability has been topping the charts with crowd-captivating videos for brands like Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Sony Entertainment, and Cristiano Ronaldo's Rock, delivering over a billion views, 5 million shares, and 50,000 press mentions. Check out some examples of their work on shareability.com. Welcome to another episode of All Things Video. I'm James Creech, and today we're going to learn how MCNs make money. Over the past couple days, we looked at what is a multi-channel network, and we talked about how online video creators monetize content. Today, we're going to take that a step further and talk about how the MCNs, the creator networks, are actually making money. MCN's first revenue stream came from an AdSense revenue share from the creators they represented, predominantly on YouTube. In the mid-2000s, when MCNs began signing up talent, they were taking a revenue share of their monthly earnings in exchange for providing certain services, things like channel management and audience growth, direct sales efforts, both into their ad inventory as well as to brands directly to facilitate sponsorships and influencer marketing integrations, but also to help facilitate collaborations with other influencers, provide technology access, typically in the form of a creator dashboard with tools and resources, and even certain self-help materials, guides, and articles for up-and-coming talent that perhaps an MCN couldn't afford to spend much time servicing, but could learn on their own and grow over time. In these early days, people were still figuring out the model. So we saw much longer contracts, some cases five, seven years, even lifetime terms, and revenue shares as high as 50-50, providing an even distribution between the creator and the MCN. Now, over time, that has changed significantly. I'd say today, one- or two-year contracts are more common, often with an 80-20 revenue share in favor of the creator, though some networks like Freedom and others have taken this to an extreme and and built very successful large-scale networks, taking a significantly lower revenue share, in some cases 90-10, 95-5, and some large creators even command 100% of their AdSense earnings, and MTNs are looking to monetize them in other ways. And the contract terms have, have changed as well. Some networks today offer no lock-in, meaning a creator is free to leave with 30-day notice if they're unhappy with the service that they're receiving. Others, like Jetpack, have experimented with models in which the creator would pay for the services that they would receive a la carte rather than on a revenue share basis. As the space has matured, we've seen other forms of platform revenue come into play as we've covered on other podcasts. So no longer being dependent solely on advertising video on demand or AVOD revenue streams, but increasingly a greater reliance on subscription video on demand or SVOD from platforms like YouTube Red and also checks being written from Verizon's Go90, Comcast Watchable Service, Vessel, Fullscreen, and others. And in some cases, a little bit of transactional video on demand or TVOD revenue. MCNs also make money from brand deals. This was a significant component early on and has grown to play an even larger role over time. Whether that's direct sponsorships, influencer marketing campaigns, production budgets from brands for branded content or other productions, this continues to be a significant part of many MCN's businesses. They've also began to take talent management fees in cases where they're representing a creator that is doing some sort of appearance, maybe a book deal, or other more traditional talent models. A number of MCN's have also built successful commercial businesses, where in addition to working with creators, they have a part of their business that works with brands or agencies. Some common examples of this are Fullscreen, Broadband TV, Brave Bison, which is formerly known as Rightster, Maker Studios, and more. They offer services like video production, 
YouTube channel management, and content claiming, in some cases on a revenue share, other cases on a monthly retainer basis. As brands, agencies, and traditional media companies look to understand the online video world and need a guide to help them navigate, MCNs have played a crucial role in evangelizing the YouTube platform and helping them in many of these core areas. MCNs have also started to generate revenue from film, television, and web series projects. Some examples of this include Maker's Spark program for up-and-coming talent, Fullscreen's original productions like Laser Team, and Awesomeness TV films like Expelled. These have been met with mixed success, but there seems to be a strong interest and appetite from Hollywood in financing some of these productions, and MCNs are beginning to merge the art and science that it takes to create a big hit using digital native talent. And finally, MCNs make money from original programming. Whether that's Rhett and Link's Good Mythical Morning, brought to you by Studio 71, or Defy Media's Prank It Forward, there are a number of incredible productions being created within MCNs in conjunction with digital talent. So to summarize, MCNs make money in much of the same way that creators do, typically on a revenue share basis or perhaps structuring their own fees into deals. And that includes platform earnings from advertising, subscription, and transactional video on demand, brand deals and sponsorships, talent management fees, their commercial businesses, film, television, and web series projects, and original programming. Thanks so much for tuning in to All Things Video. If you like what you hear, please make sure to share it with a friend. We also hope that you'll like All Things Video on Facebook, check us out on LinkedIn, and send us your questions to allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. If you send in your question this month, we're going to be doing a special episode at the end of August to answer all of your questions and provide even more context and insight into this growing industry. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.